I'd like to offer just some reflections, I suppose, more than a homily for the Mass of the Lord's Supper. What I'm going to say is a series of points or ideas that flow out or come from the scripture readings for the Mass of the Lord's Supper. But before I begin that, it's important for us to remember again the totally prepared and careful plan that God had for our salvation that he put in place thousands upon thousands of years ago. There was nothing accidental about it. There was nothing decided on the day on which it happened. And there were careful signs given in the Old Testament to what Christ would fulfill himself when he came. It was like God was spending centuries of instructing the human race so that they would be ready, if they chose to be, for the coming of the Christ. In the first reading at the Mass of the Lord's Supper, we read amongst the instructions for the first Passover meal that the lamb had to be an animal without blemish, a male one year old. Now that points to Christ, of course, because he was without blemish, especially the blemish of sin. He was sinless. And also his humanity was perfect because it was united with his divine nature. I'm told by those who know these things that a sheep one year old is equivalent to about 18 human years So it was to be an adult male who was the fitting sacrifice. And again, that is perfectly fulfilled in Christ, if not to the exact number of years, but to a male adult in the prime of his life. The blood of the lamb was sprinkled on the posts of the doors where the Jewish people lived in Egypt, and the blood of that lamb saved them from the death of their firstborn sons. And so the blood of Christ, the perfect sacrifice, saves us from the death, the death of sin. Notice too that the Passover lamb had to be eaten. That is quite obvious, isn't it? because it is a meal. But just as the sin that created the great chasm between God and humanity came about by eating, eating the fruit of the tree of knowledge in the middle of the garden, so to the restoration of the covenant between God and mankind had to come also through the act of eating. So the Passover lamb was eaten. And so we too eat the sacred body of Christ. And in that resurrected body of his that we receive in Holy Communion, that is what seals the new and eternal covenant between God and mankind. Reading on from the second reading, 
from verses 27 to 31, we hear St. Paul say, and I quote, And so anyone who eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord unworthily will be behaving unworthily towards the body and blood of the Lord. First of all, let us take notice that this unworthy behaviour is towards the body and blood of the Lord, not towards a piece of bread. Holy Communion is Christ. It is not a symbol of him or a mere instrument that somehow he is outside of and uses so that he may come to us. The consecrated bread and the consecrated wine are the body and blood of Christ. And so a person who eats and drinks without recognising the body, says St Paul as I continue to read, is eating and drinking his own condemnation. In fact, that is why so many of you are weak and ill, and some of you have died. So any irreverence towards the body and blood of the Lord is an offence against the Lord who is present. And note that this could be external irreverence, but it can be internal irreverence too when a person receives our Lord in the state of mortal sin without first going to confession. Now let's move our minds and eyes to the Gospel. Our Lord washed the feet of the twelve men he had chosen as his apostles. And it's a little startling to remember that he knelt down and washed the feet of Judas, the one who was to betray him. How stunning that is. How amazing. In the Old Testament, as Moses, under the directions of God, set up the Levitical priesthood for the worship at the temple and the sacrifices made there, he washed Aaron and his sons in preparation for their priestly service. So too Christ washes his apostles in preparation for their new covenant priesthood. And then he gives them the command to do this in memory of me, taking the bread, taking the wine, and saying what he said and doing what he did. So this washing and the command that he gave them to perpetuate his actions in memory of him have always been understood as their ordination to the new priesthood of the new covenant, which he was to establish by the shedding of his blood the next day. The aspect of service and lowliness applies to all members of the church in light of Christ's command to all his followers to love one another as I have loved you. Let me conclude this short reflection by reading to you from a homily of St. Melito of Sardis which is included in the Office of Readings, Matins, for this day. I quote, Christ was led forth like a lamb. He was slaughtered like a sheep. He ransomed us from our servitude to the world, as he had ransomed Israel from the hand of Egypt. 
He freed us from the slavery to the devil, as he had freed Israel from the hand of Pharaoh. He sealed our souls with his own spirit and the members of our body with his own blood. He is the one who covered death with shame and cast the devil into mourning, as Moses cast Pharaoh into mourning. He is the one who smote sin and robbed iniquity of offspring, as Moses robbed the Egyptians of their offspring. He is the one who brought us out of slavery into freedom, out of darkness into light, out of death into life, out of tyranny into an eternal kingdom, who made us a new priesthood, a people chosen to be his own forever. Christ is the Passover that is our salvation.